Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey yo, welcome back to another TFA Dino Show. It's episode number five, and guess who's back? Back again. Corson, Tom Corson is back, back in the saddle from a wonderful vacation. Did you forgot all your responsibilities? You left me solo for a week. How you feeling? Uh, well, let's see here. Uh, I had to lug a huge wagon full of stuff across the sand every day. So they're like, go to go to the beach, they said. <laughs> It'll be fun, they said. I would rather have – I'm kidding. No, I wouldn't have. But I would rather talk Dallas football than uh, some of the things that I had to do. But yes. I'm just kidding. I love my kids. Yes. It, was an, it was an awesome vacation. It was great to get away. The kids love the beach. Wife had a great time. So um, it was good to get away. I didn't have to listen to you very much, even though I popped into the chat every now and again just to be like, hey, go, go fuck yourself. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> But now I'm back, uh, super stoked to actually watch some real football, which is pretty amazing that we're here. We did it. Um, go screw yourself, COVID. It's going to happen. And yes. uh, yeah, let's let's just go. I'm ready to roll, man. Yeah, so tonight we're talking uh, some odds, and we're doing part one. We're going to break it down by conference through the NFC conference, and next episode we're going to do the AFC conference. Tom, you want to hit the audience with what we're kind of doing with these these odds for each team? <laughs> All right, so one of the things that I really like doing is uh, player props, betting player props, setting odds and whatnot. And, you know, will Tyreek Hill get, you know, 89 and a half yards on this day? Yes, you're going to bet yes every single week because guess what? 10 out of 11 weeks, you're going to win money or something like that. So, and you're degenerate, so. <laughs> and you're making money, Robbie. That's the <laughs> idea of a degenerate. Uh, you're only yeah. a degenerate when you lose. So Correct. If, you, if you win, you're like, oh, I don't know what the word is because you're the no smartest one wins person all the time. In, in exactly. History. If you win, you're rich. Um, but what we're doing is we're going to put some player props out there for you, like team versus team. So we have a couple different interesting ones. We're going to start with the NFC East. Um, we're going to go Philly first, so we might go a little Ertz Goddard, and you know somebody is going to have a spread in their favor. So I'm not going to like get into it exactly yet what the numbers are, but that's all it is. It's essentially like, okay, uh, Tom is going to score more fantasy points than Robbie if Robbie has a 30-point head start, and that's basically all we're doing. It's just a spread. Yeah, so we want to keep it fun. We want to keep it quick, so we're, we're breaking the, the conferences into it. This pod for NFC, next pod we'll do AFC. Um, so yeah, to keep it keep it short for you guys. But the news it was anything but short because we are so close to football, as, as Tom mentioned. And kind of the big news this past week was all the contracts that got handed out. Like we're in a pandemic, and the NFL is just flowing money. They are just seeping it out. So the first uh, person we're going over is Kareem Hunt. He signed a two-year, thirteen and a quarter million dollar extension. 
And I was curious on your thoughts because we are the TFA Dino show. So I want to get some dynasty talk in here, Tom. How does that affect his value? Like, does it help him being being there or does it hurt him? Like, what are your thoughts there? I, th- I think it hurts everybody because it's a timeshare. That's what you're talking about. And it's interesting that you said they're just the NFL's throwing around money. I think it's making players more likely to just be like, you know what? I'm going to take what I can because the cap is going to drop next year. So, mm-hmm. you know, uh, we had some other players that we're going to get to that I don't know if they would have necessarily accepted what they got, but because of the state of the economy and the cap, they're doing it. But back to Kareem Hunt, I think it hurts him a little bit because as soon as he got cut from the Chiefs and he signed with uh, Kansas City, you're like, okay, it's going to be a one-year thing, and he's a restricted free agent next year, and then Cleveland will trade his rights, and then he'll go somewhere, and he'll be the bell cow. And then he signs a restricted tender this offseason. You're like, okay, mm-hmm. well, all right. Well, it's only going to be for this year, and then he's an unrestricted free agent. And then he signs a two-year extension. And you're like, uh, shit. <laughs> but it's perfect for the Browns. It's great for the Browns. It's exactly you know what they want to do. It's Stefanski running the ball and whatnot. You're going to have you know Chubb and, and Hunt are going to get a lot of carries. I just don't know how much I really like it for fantasy purposes because you're not going to be able to have that one guy be a top five to, you know, seven back. You're the top, I guess the upside for Hunt or Chubb would be, you know, lower end RB1, uh, high end RB2. What do you think? Yeah, I think it's, it's kind of like back in the day we had, we had teams or would always have, it seemed like two guys that would just pound the rock. And this is back when, when teams would run all the time. I, I'm trying to remember. It was Thomas Jones on the Jets and and, and somebody. Mm-hmm. Was was LT? Did LT go to the Jets late? I, L, LT was at the Jets late. The one I think that everybody always thinks of is Carolina, where they yeah. had uh, D'Angelo Williams and Jonathan Stewart. It just sucks, I guess, from fantasy. It's going to be great for the Browns in real life, like, like you said. But I've had a hunt, hunt as my – RB 25 in my projections. And I think that just kind of keeps him there. Like he doesn't have that upside that he'd get if he became the guy or the one a in a different spot. So I think it just limits his ceiling. I don't think it hurts his value. Cause right now I don't, I think most people were like, you know, eventually he'll get a chance and they're maybe bumping him up a little bit and that just kind of caps his upside. So I think he's fine. The real loser here is Nick Chubb. And I actually have him dropping quite a bit in the rankings um, from week nine to the end of the season when hunt was in there Chubb was RB22 on a weekly basis. Like he has been going as running back 10, running back 11, maybe running back 12 in a couple of leagues here and there and a couple of drafts. But I'm, I, he's outside my top 20 now if we're talking dynasty. Like he's just, yeah, it's I mean, just not a good top, situation. Top 20s, I think that's a bit steep. So they're, they're close for you guys, for you then. They're really close. Yeah, I mean, if you're talking about that PPR, we're talking PPR leagues. That's that's kind of the, the always general league, unless we specify. You know, that that just suppresses what Chubb is going to get in, in that fast of the game, and that's where Hunt excels. And if they're also splitting work now, I know uh, Hunt only got like five carries per game when they were were splitting. Um, but he's also getting like eight targets. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And so, and going back to the target thing. I think it's going to hurt OBJ and Landry in the passing game and, and uh, Baker and Superflex leagues a lot too because you're going to have a fresh running back out there and if Stefanski wants to run the ball 40 times or 35 games or 35 a game, then he's going to be able to do that. So are the wide receivers and Baker going to have the volume to be high-end ever again? Right. 
And and I know it, it kind of sounded crazy saying he's outside of my top 20 running backs, but I real quick. So we spent a lot of time on this. Like, let's just kind of do name game here. Like, would you have Aaron Jones or Nick Chubb right now? Right now, Aaron Jones, because there's uh, they don't have anybody else to catch the ball in Green Bay. Okay. So he's the right. passing upside. Okay, James Conner, last last year of his deal, or Nick Chubb? Uh, still good, Chubb. Okay. Um, Sanders is above, Mixon's above, Henry's still above. But here's the thing. You know, he, okay, he kind of slides into that running back 18-ish. Here's the deal, though. 18's for fine for this year, but you have really good running backs coming out again next season. You have really good running backs coming out in the draft right. again in 21. So next year, this time next year, I could see him outside the top 20. Like – a year from now, let's say all these rookie running backs kind of take over the backfield. You're obviously huge on Taylor, but let's you know go with Acres. Uh, let's go with Swift. You're, are you going to go? Let's say they are the lead back. Caron's you know behind him. Uh, Darrell Henderson's behind him. Are you going Chubb or are you going Swift? Acres? All, the, all the rookies that you mentioned, I'll take them. Yeah, Chubb. you see what I mean? Like running back twenty isn't outlandish. He's just going to be that far down because he's in a timeshare. Right. But let's keep moving. We've talked way too much Cleveland Browns to start this off. Yeah. Uh, uh, no one should ever want to hear about Cleveland that much. I went to Cleveland. I didn't <laughs> want to be there any longer. And we have alienated all the Cleveland listeners because we have but, so many. But they know, uh, so it's fine. DeAndre Hopkins also signed a record-breaking for non-quarterback position deal. Uh, his extension was two years, $54 million. So he's kept now through his age 30 season. Is that kind of boosting up his dynasty stock back up for you? I know he went to Carol, uh, went to Arizona, and that really suppressed. He kind of got knocked out of that top three, top four uh, uh, echelon that he was in. Is he is he kind of down in that Amari, uh, AJ Brown, Galladay, A Rob area, or where do you, where do you have him with with those? I have, I have him with Galladay around Galladay and A Rob right now, above okay. the other guys that you mentioned. I don't okay. think it boosts him up very much. Um, just because I didn't expect him to go anywhere after the trade. Like I was kind of building that, baking that into his value, which yeah. I think most owners were. So it's kind of the status quo. It's nice to see that Kyler is going to have him there. Um, but yeah, I'm good to go with it. Yeah. And speaking of A-Rob, he and Cooper Cup have been reportedly close to deals as well. So I'm sure we'll hear about that here in the coming weeks. We have to transition into some bad news. There's been more injuries, more things that are popping up. I know we haven't quite made it to week one, but there's there's already guys that the hamstrings this year, man, the hamstrings are all over the place. Brandon Cooks isn't practicing. Uh, he missed practice Wednesday and Tuesday and was limited on Monday. If he misses, are you confident in firing up Will Fuller, Randall Cobb, Kenny Stills, or are you hold off on one of those guys, hold off on all of them? What's your, what's your feeling with those three? I'll start Fuller, uh, but if we go back to my bust with being Deshaun Watson, it was because this exact issue, because yep. we didn't know who was going to start and when they were going to start and and whatnot, and that hurts Deshaun. Um, I, the Cooks thing kind of came out of nowhere for me. I wasn't exactly aware of anything until earlier in the week, a short week, so to speak, but it's week one. It shouldn't be happening already like that. Um, I'll fire Will Fuller up everywhere right now because he's healthy. And if there's no Brandon Cooks to play the similar role, then Fuller should hopefully eat. Absolutely. Yeah, I think I have him in top 20 for my week one rankings. Um, 
Mike Evans hamstring injury that kind of you're talking about these ones that are popping up out of nowhere. This this kind of seems like it's starting to you know gain some steam and be kind of serious. Arian says they might hold him out all the way up until uh, the game uh, on Sunday. He missed the last three weeks of the 2019 season with a hamstring injury. Thoughts there? Uh, is this uh, just kind of wait and see what happens? Talking about another one of my busts here. I love you, Robbie. This is. You're making me feel fantastic about myself. Um, no, it's obviously a wait and see. I think they're probably just uh, slow playing him to make sure he's ready because he, you know, hasn't had any any game game action in such a long time. No preseason, so I think they're just kind of resting him, and then we're going to go from there. Uh, they play New Orleans week one, correct? Evan, yeah, yep, they do. So. It's a Lattimore matchup, if so, because they'll probably slide Godwin in a lot. So it could just be head games a little bit if if Evans is ready to go and, you know, Arians is just doing that thing that Arians does, trying to keep New Orleans on their toes so that way they can't plan for, okay, Lattimore is just going to shadow Evans because he plays on the outside. Uh, Who knows? I don't know. I think Evans will probably wind up going, so I'm not totally concerned about it. Okay. If he's going, we're starting him. Uh, here's one that's near and dear to your heart. Doug Peterson says that he might limit Miles Sanders' workload to start the season with his hamstring issues. These damn hammies is ruining our fantasy excitement. Uh, is this something you're worried about? Is it just maybe just precautionary? Maybe week one and two, you might not see the same ceiling that we would later in the year. I think they're going to just fire him up and be good to go. If there's going to be any lack of usage, it's going to be, because they have a decent lead and they don't want to use him too much. Um, I think he's fine. He's been working. Um, they say limited, but he's been doing actual reps along with the team. Uh, there's another guy that has been working with the Eagles that I'm really excited about because I'll just say it. Jalen Rager was, you know, we thought he was going to miss a couple of weeks. And next thing you know, he comes out and he's practicing today. And he, what, yeah. he didn't really look limited at all to the reporters that were there. They listed him as limited, but the reporters were like, I didn't see any limitations at all. So, I don't know. Doug usually does some of those things, and then you have a weird scratch. But I think they're they're – I'm not sure about Rager. I don't think he's going to go. I think that should be a precautionary thing because you still have Deshaun there. Miles, though, fire him up. But if Rager goes, then if you need to play him in your wide receiver three spot or flex – have at it with the upside. Yeah, you, you you couldn't wait to get through the bad news. We had one more piece of bad news before we got to all this good news of people coming back. The last, uh, it's it's good and bad depending on kind of what side of the coin you're on here. So Darrell Henderson is is healthy. He practiced in full. Sean McVay says it's, it's going to be a three way committee, which isn't good really for any running back there. Uh, you're sitting all these guys right week one. Week one, I think you have to. Um, if you really have to, I'm starting the person with the most upside, and that's Cam Akers. I'm certainly not starting Henderson because of the injury. Malcolm Brown. Malcolm Brown, baby. If you don't have a better option. Touch. Yeah, if you don't have a starter, a better option than Malcolm Brown to start, then ugh. Top 12 running back week one of 2019. I okay. think you can do it again. Ugh. Against no. Dallas, though. I can't root for that, right? You can. Do it. So then the last uh, injury was was a pretty devastating one. Von Miller out for the year. He's going to need ankle surgery. You know, on top of that, Bradley Chubb is still coming back and is going to be on a, what they call pitch count uh, for the Broncos. So their DST is taking some hits. But we need to wash down all that bad news with some good news. You already started it off with Jalen Rager. 
looks like it's going to be wheels up for week two, potentially maybe even week one. We'll have to see. Next one's David Montgomery. When when he went down, it was end of the world. Everything's crashing down. I felt that. But now he might be ready for week one. Like, I don't, I don't know what happened. We overreacted, said he's done for the year, and then it was four weeks, and now it's, hey, he might be there for week one. He was limited in practice today, which is a good start. It's only Wednesday. Um and, and listen, you might not notice any difference between Dave Montgomery because his yard per, per carry was already so horrible. <laughs> oh, don't do this to me, man. That is such a tra- travesty that they did not address that offensive line at all in the draft. Like that is – that's negligence right there. Maybe just three and a half yards per carry to, to three. Just horrendous. I know. Amari Cooper is back practicing in full after missing the last two, kind of working on the side in limited action. And then Ian Thomas is also practicing in full after missing early in the week. But now, Tom, it's time for the meat of the show. It's time for these these odds that we have prepared. We've gotten pumped up for. So we're ready for the best odds making in the history of the TFA Dino Show and possibly the world. Would you like to kick us off? Yeah, man. Uh, All right. So we're going to start with the NFC East, the last team in the NFC East to win a Super Bowl. Right, Robbie? Mm, Fine. All right. Go ahead. Just – Talking facts here. So we're going to start with my beloved Philadelphia Eagles because I could not start with Dallas anyway because they're going to be second in the standings. So let's go Philly. All right, so we are going to talk about the tight ends. I talked about uh, Zach Ertz and Dallas Goddard. So here's the deal. Zach Ertz or Dallas Goddard plus 40 extra fantasy points, Robbie. I'm going to stick with Ertz here. That's a lot of points, honestly, to give up. And at the tight end position, we know that anything can happen when you're talking like that six to 20 range, but Ertz is above that. He's the tight end for tight end, even three for some people. And if we have all of these guys missing early, I think that helps Goddard more than Ertz. Ertz is already going to get targets and all these wide receivers missing means Goddard's going to do more, but we've, we've already talked about Rager's coming back earlier than expected. Alshon avoided the pup list. Um, Deshaun Jackson is now there. He's been there, but now he's healthy. Right. And so give me Ertz, even though Goddard has the 40 points. All right, so I'm taking Zach Ertz here as well. Dallas Goddard, yeah, I mean, he had five touchdowns last year. That's the way he's going to make most of his points, I think. it like That's how he has to make them up, and Zach Ertz is going to score more touchdowns than him. Everything you just said with the wide receivers being there is 100% true. If they actually do try and run the ball more, Dallas Goddard is by far the better blocking tight end, so he's going to be more in line. So I don't see Dallas Goddard making up that difference uh, quite yet. Uh, but let's go on to your Dallas Cowboys, Amari or Gallup, plus 25 fantasy points, Robbie. Man, I've heard a lot of Amari hate this offseason. People tell me he's not the best wide receiver in Dallas. People tell me he's the third best wide receiver in Dallas. I think it's nonsense. I love me some Michael Gallup, but Amari's going to eat this year. And I have him, even though you're giving Gallup 25 points, I have Amari up there at wide receiver seven. I'm, I'm very high in Amari this year, so I will take Amari Cooper. You know, I'm still going to take Amari just because I think he gets in the end zone more, and that's going to be the difference to me. Uh, I think Lamb and Gallup somewhat can, cannibalize each other a little bit. I don't think Gallup is quite as good of a fantasy wide receiver as he was last year just because of C.D., I don't think Amari's is good, but that being said, I still think Amari's going to be able to cover that 25 points. All right, next one's a little bit interesting here. We're going to talk about New York Giants uh, receivers, not tight ends or anything like that. 
Sterling Shepard or Golden Tate plus 25 points or Darius Slayton plus 15 points. This one's really interesting. I mean, you you throw in that third person and it just kind of boggles my mind. My favorite just in general is is Shepard. I think if he stays healthy, he's going to be the best guy there. But we have to account. He's not always healthy. And of the three, I probably like Slayton the least. But if you're giving me 15 points, nope, I can't do it. I can't. I was going to go Slayton, even though I don't like – I got to go Tate. I mean, people are are leaving (laughs) Tate out to dry. Uh, Listen to Kev on on our our other pod here, and he is just saying, don't draft these old dudes. You know, Golden Tate is is a guy that's PPR. He's he's going to get you six catches about every single game. So you're giving. But it might only be forty points. yards. Yeah, no, yeah, absolutely. The yards will be short, but if you're giving me an extra twenty five points, I can I can be talked into mostly any of these. But I'm going to go Tate with the twenty five points. So I'm going to take Slayton here plus the fifteen, even though I completely understand taking any of these three wide receivers because Slayton is going to play on the outside more often. And you have enough guys to play in the slot with Golden Tate and Shepard and Evan Ingram. Let's face it, Evan Ingram's a slot receiver. Um, that's why I'm going to take Slayton. So I, I think he he showed enough where I'm going to take the the 15 points and uh, go from there. All right, the Washington what the fucks because uh, that's their team name to me. Uh, let's go TMC or uh, Saquon Barkley. AKA Antonio Gibson plus 30 points. Not Saquon Bark- Barkley. He was uh, oh, I, Christian McCaffrey, right? Like, is I, it Antonio I Gibson? He was, listen, I don't know what he was. I was on vacation, and the next thing I know, it was, hey, Antonio Gibson. You left, is, you left, and he was like, uh, what, double digit, maybe eighth round, ninth round, something like that. And yeah. you come back, like, in the fifth. I left, and a lot of things happened. I'll just say that. Leonard Fournette happened and all sorts of crazy stuff. You can't do that anymore. It was too much for us. I I know. And I'm just sitting there laughing at everybody. But anyway, Antonio plus 30 or TMC. Yeah, I'm going to go Terry McLaurin here. You talked me into it. I think it was our first pod about how low I was on Terry McLaurin. And I actually have him just outside wide receiver one. He's going to be my wide receiver 13 in my rankings for this season. I just think he's going to eat. Antonio Gibson, all the hype is there. Absolutely. Absolutely. But Revere comes out and says it's going to be running back by committee. McKissick's number one on the depth chart, which I don't even care about the depth chart, but it supports my narrative right now. Peyton Barber is going to get some carries. Like, I don't know how he's going to get carries, but he's going to get carries. Bryce Love is still there. He's going to get carries. Like, there's so many ways for Antonio Gibson not to live up to all the hype he's gotten. This is not... A, I think Antonio Gibson sucks. It's he is not in the same realm, even with these thirty points, as Terry McLaurin for the twenty twenty season. Yeah, I, I did thirty points just because of the hype factor. Uh, I think it's going to be closer to sixty or seventy. Uh, but yes. I wanted to see, I wanted to see if you take the bait. To tell you the truth, you didn't. You made it boring. You took my guy, who is a wide receiver one in fourteen team leagues, young man. So <laughs> you start referring to him as Terry McLaurin, wide receiver one. Let's go. Uh, all right, we're going to move on to the NFC South here. We've got some good ones. Uh, I really like the, this division. It's a, it's a fun division for fantasy. Let's go. Michael Thomas, who had a record-setting le- year last year, or the one who left you rather disappointed, Alvin Kamara, because of the knee injury, plus five points. Plus five. You should have just made it a pick em. My gosh. I wanted to give Kamara the five because it's a little bit of a mind fuck. 
hey, you know what? Kamara doesn't even need the five. He is outscoring Michael Thomas this year without those five points. This one's an either or for me, but I have a couple shares of Kamara. I'm all in. Give me Alvin Kamara to outscore the record setter in Michael Thomas. You really disappoint me that you didn't take the bait because I also have Alvin Kamara outscoring Michael Thomas. Quit baiting me. (laughs) Listen, when you make the lines, that's what you do. You bait the public and you are the public. The house always wins. All right, let's go on to Tampa Bay. The uh, Tampa Bay Tom Brady's Chris Godwin or Mike Evans plus 15 points. We could have made this plus 30 or 40, and I already know who you're going to take. But I'm also yeah. going to take the same person that you're taking. I, I'm all in on Chris Godwin this year. I don't think Mike Evans mm-hmm. is going to be as bad as you. I do not have him as a bust. I have him actually right in front of TMC. I think he's my wide receiver 12. So I think he's going to be fine. But Chris Godwin's going to be wide receiver four. Like he's going to be a top five guy. He's going to just feast with Tom Brady. And these 15 points are just not enough. So it's fantastic that you say that he's going to be the wide receiver four because I actually have him as the wide receiver five. Oh, and I, re- I really like him. So they're too really- low on him, sir. Too low. I, I know, I know, I know. But uh, I don't think Evans is going to be as horrible as I made it out to be. I just don't no, think you he's said there. he was going to finish outside the top 40. I heard it. Uh, <laughs> running back. Uh, yeah, he's not going to be a top 40 running back. I don't there think he But either, you threw me off there. Uh, I think, <laughs> you know, <laughs> mid to low end wide receiver two there. Um, you already see the soft tissue injury coming up. I'm going to take that one. All right, next one. I had to take a little bit of finagling here because we're going to talk Carolina, and if you talk Carolina and you don't talk about CMC, you're just a little silly. So we had to even the odds a little bit. We're going to go with our first uh, triple header, so to speak, but it's going to be CMC versus DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel. You know what? Curtis Samuel or uh, Robbie Anderson, pick your poison. Yeah, man, this isn't the triple threat match that we saw with the New York Giants. This is a handicap match, man. They are putting CMC out in the ring by himself. We got DJ Moore, Curtis Samuel. If he wants to tag out and bring in Robbie Anderson, we're letting letting two guys go. And guess what? It's still going to be CMC for me. With Robbie Anderson, it's a little bit closer. I have him scoring, you know, 15 to 20 points more. I'm not on the Curtis Samuel bandwagon at all. He's, He's done for me. So even with Robbie Anderson, I still think it's CMC. Just how can you not? No, I completely agree. I'm going CMC. You don't bet against them. I tried to make it to the point where it would be tough to, and I think some listeners are going to say that, you know what, DJ Moore, Joe Brady, slot receiver, Teddy Bridgewater. But guess what? Joe Brady also had CEH, and he got the ball a ton. Can you throw the ball to CMC more? heard of that guy. He uh, he had a good senior season. Now he's the – Eighth yeah. overall or sixth overall pick in fantasy drafts. <laughs> right. So I, <laughs> it's scary. But um, fun fact for you, I know how much everybody loves talking about other people's fantasy teams, but I was at the number two in my keeper league, and I got CMC instead of Ooh. Saquon. Because when you have a Giants fan drafting a number one, they're going to do the wrong thing and take Saquon. And I love Gotta Saquon. Love Gotta love Listen, it. And I was actually excited to get my first Saquon share because I don't have him anywhere. Ooh. You'll 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 swallow that pill. I'll survive with, with CMC. But uh okay, that's a fun one. And now we are going to the Atlanta Falcons. 
We're going to go to wide receiver matchup. We're going to go Julio or Ridley plus 25. Julio, wide receiver one, man. He's going to feast. He's going to see the most targets in the NFL. The guy I've been projected for like 168. It's it's Julio. That's not more than Devontae Adams' 274 targets, though. <laughs> right? So no, I don't, man. Al Lazard's I don't understand your mathematics. Al Lazard's popping up. MVS. Robert Tanyan's even getting some getting some flash it's basic arithmetic <laughs> yeah right, I got so, Julio. all right so i am going to go calvin ridley who uh-huh and i love julio jones and julio jones is still a top four wide receiver for me top one but, but yes he's top four so i put out a couple <laughs> predictions there to to some guys and i have julio and ridley both finishing in the top 12 this year and I said top 12 because I said, you know what? I'll give myself a little bit of leeway because really I think he's going to be like top six or top seven or top eight. I think that offense absolutely eats this year. I know I said it, Rob. You, you can't see him. Top Robbie, six? Minus Calvin Ridley? He's it's got that hot episode. Listen, here's the deal with Julio. You can always account for like 15 games played, 14 games played, and he's still the wide receiver three and four. So if Julio misses really a game, a clean bill of health. If Hayden Hurst misses a game or seven or nine or something like We're that, just we already, injuries. No, I'm just saying Calvin Ridley is just going to be a monster this year. At the price in a redraft league, I'm taking Calvin Ridley over Julio all day. I'll just wait. I'll take that's the twenty five. That's one we might wager on. Yeah, Mark that so, one on the show sheet. All right, mark it, mark it down. But uh, you know what? I, it's a little hot takey, and I understand that. But at the same time, that's how much I actually believe in, in Calvin Ridley. And when I missed out on him in my keeper league draft, I realized how much I actually love Calvin Ridley. So you realize you had to take the stand. Yeah. So I mean, you know, fantasy footballers does their their my guy thing. I think Calvin Ridley would be my guy. You know what I mean? I just heart Calvin Ridley a little bit. It sounds like it, man. And listen, I fucking love Julio Jones. So it's not saying Julio's bad. Can they both be my guys? I know. I'll just take the Falcons as I will. All right. We're going to go on the NFC North here, and we are going to go to the aforementioned Devontae Adams, who's going to get 240 targets, versus Aaron Jones, who's going to get 206 targets. Plus 35 fantasy points, though, because they don't have a wide receiver, too, or a tight end. Yeah. Right, anyway, sorry. Let me explain that again because I'm talking really fast. Devontae Adams or Aaron Jones plus 35 points. Robbie, what you got? Your face is red. Yeah, man. Uh, I think I will go Adams there. This one's close. Aaron Jones just has, I think, more risk factors there. A.J. Dillon, Jamal Williams. Do you know Jamal Williams had five receiving touchdowns last year? I saw that in a tweet. You know, Jamal Williams is still like the one A running back on the depth chart because they just they yeah. Say, I mean, depth charts they, or whatever, they, but they hate Aaron Jones for whatever reason. I don't. Get it's really it is it. Really, it's really funny at that right. point. But I mean, I'm taking Devontae Adams plus more than 35. But if you look at a lot of projections, the difference in points is generally between 30 and 40 points. So I split the difference. I'm taking Devontae Adams. You're going Adams still, right? Yep. All right, let's go to Detroit. Galladay, who is your boy? Or Marvin Jones plus, you know, I said 25, but let's make it plus 40 because I think 
you're going to say Kenny Galladay anyway, and I want to make it really difficult for you. That does make it a little bit more difficult. You know, I'm I'm a fan of these boring wide receivers. Everyone hates Jarvis Landry. Everyone hates well, not this year. This they they love Robert Woods this year, but he's normally slept on. Marvin Jones, same thing. When Marvin Jones is healthy, man, he balls out. And that made it really interesting. You know, what the heck? I'll go Marvin Jones with plus 40. That is a lot for Galladay uh, to overcome, especially if he doesn't repeat the touchdowns that he had last year. So I will go Marvin Jones, but I'm I'm big on Kenny Galladay. So this is maybe so, like post-score so bunch. Right? How much do you, so how much do you think Galladay outscores Marvin Jones by? I mean, I think you hit it right on the head with 40. If you if you had said 35, I'm probably sticking with Galladay. Um, while you pick yours, I can pull up my projections and see what I got for yeah, the difference. So, so I am – I'm going to go Kenny Galladay there um, because of the touchdowns because I still think he outscores him, even though last year Marvin Jones showed that he's going to have some three-touchdown games. And he might have more receiving yards than – I'm sorry, more receptions than Kenny Galladay, but – his yards per reception is just bonkers. And with Matt Stafford just throwing the ball deep, <laughs> I'm going to take right. Kenny Galladay there. And it's it's really tough for me. So when I changed it to 40 just now, I was like, I don't know who I'm going to pick. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I actually, and, have him at, I actually have him 55 points different. So it okay. says I should go Galladay, but I'm sticking with my, Mar- my Marvin Jones. I love the uh, boring wide receivers. But the point of that is – you have them that close where it's 30 points. They're still wide receiver one. Marvin Jones could be a high-end wide receiver two if Stafford right. pay, pay, or stays healthy. So that's just uh, – might want to trade for Marvin Jones, huh? All right, we're going to go over to Minnesota. We're going to go our first QB here. Kirk Cousins or Adam Thielen, pick them. Who scores more points? Yeah, four points per touchdown. It's so weird to do the – quarterback and a wide receiver they're thrown to, right? I, they're close, man, but I think I want to go Thielen on this one. Uh, you know, Cousins is going to have eyes for Thielen and Thielen alone. Irv Smith will mix in a little bit. Justin Jefferson, you know, Dalvin Cook will get his here and there, but I think it's going to be the Thielen show. I think he's going to get peppered with targets, and so I will go Thielen. You know, my my brain says Thielen. Or I'm sorry, my heart says Thielen, but my brain says I, I'm, I have to take the quarterback here. You just, think, yeah, yeah, just, just because. But again, there's. I think they're going to be that close where it's, <laughs> it's an actual thought. So does that mean you know, avoid Kirk Cousins? Is that what we're saying? Uh, uh, yeah, a little bit because I think Thielen's probably coming in as you know a top ten wide receiver because of the targets and and everything else mm-hmm. that he's going to get. He's going to eat Justin Jefferson. Is you know, he's going to eat so, Justin Jefferson? Good gosh. He ate Stefan Diggs and he sent him to Buffalo. So, I mean, (laughs) uh, but yeah, okay. So I'm taking the QB there. And uh, now we're going on to more QBs. And you know what? All right, we're going on to Chicago. And we're going to say, you know, whatever QB actually plays for Chicago. So even if a QB gets knocked out of a game mid game, it's going to be those stats line up or. Allen Robinson. So we're, we're talking both, all of the QB oh, yeah. stats, all the QB fantasy points versus Allen Robinson. I don't, enough, I, don't, I don't think they're actually going to go down to the QB3, so we could say Trubisky and Foles, but if they went to that down to the QB3, sure, have at it. 
at that they point. trade the Eagles, get Josh McCowan to come up from Texas where he's getting 12K a week. A, is it a week? Yeah. Gosh, easy, yeah. easy money. Easy money. So this one's the closest one by far. I actually had to look at projections, add up Trubisky, add up Foles, and then go against A-Rob. And I have met both 233 each. And so <laughs> – I'm going to go A-Rob just because I don't like the other side. I don't want the other side. I don't need the other side. Ugh. Give me A-Rob. Nope. I don't, I don't, I don't want it. I don't want it. I don't want the quarterbacks there. I want, I want Allen Robinson, obviously. Um, but yeah, that just says a lot about the Chicago quarterback position there. So, all right, we're going to go over to the NFC West and guess what? No more spreads in the NFC West. We're doing straight ass pickums. We're going to go Seattle. And we're going to go Tyler Lockett or DK Metcalf there, which a lot of people in redraft are having some issues with. So, Robbie, can you help anybody out? Man, Cody's not going to like me saying this at all. And I love DK. Love him to death. But we're, we're, we're sleeping on Tyler Lockett. We are absolutely forgetting about Tyler Lockett. I think he outscores DK, and it's the last year he does it. DK is rising. He's the future. I'm all in on DK. But we can't push Lockett out the door before he's gone. Lockett's going to outscore him. Barely, maybe 10 points, 15 if they both stay healthy. But it, it, will, it will be close. All right. So Cody is all into DK, right? So All in. He has him as a yeah, wide receiver. I, right. So guess what, Cody? DK is just like you. He doesn't deliver on Sundays like Tyler Lockett does. Oh, yeah. Tyler Lockett works for Amazon. We're going Tyler Lockett here. Straight up. Again, probably the last time, but you know what? Tyler Lockett, he's a real man man on Sundays. Real man. <laughs> <laughs> he's Carmelo. Jeez. Straight disrespect. <laughs> the best part is I actually like DK Metcalf. <laughs> it's really close. <laughs> but if you're gonna you're gonna talk shit, you, you might as well just go at it. Uh, all right. So San Francisco, we're gonna go cage match tag team championship here jimmy g can he protect his face tevin coleman can he protect his groin verse raheem mostert can he protect his carries or george kittle can he protect his dollars all right so that sounds very confusing after i just said it like that all right so we're going jimmy g and tevin coleman or raheem mostert and george kittle Oh man, that was great the way you laid it out. I think Jimmy G would actually wear a mask in in, in this this wrestling. So he's like scenario. one of those uh, Macarena. No, what is it? The, the Macarena yeah. or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> he's yeah, Ray he Mysterio Junior. Yep, exactly. Awesome. Takes off the mask and it's actually just Jimmy Garoppolo. Who knew? Uh, not me. He's gorgeous. And, and, yeah, and it, I I like the picture I painted there. I want to pick that side. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to. I'm going to pick the starting running back. I'm going to pick the man that just got paid, George Kittle. I have him actually surpassing uh, Travis Kelsey as the tight end one this year. His touchdowns that have been down for so long now, two years in a row, where he has not gotten the touchdowns that equate to the, the receptions he's getting. I have that being fixed this year. Kittle is going to find the end zone a bunch, and I'm picking that side, the most strict Kittle tag team, to win the tag team belts. You know what? We're on the same page. I really, this is really disappointing me. Um, I made these so I thought that I would be baiting you a little bit, but I didn't. I'm not uh, not that great at baiting you, so I'm not a masturbator. Um, <laughs> all right, we're going, 
We're going Cardinals next. We're going Nuke versus Drake. Pick them. Let's go. Gosh, we hate Hopkins so much, don't we? Uh, <laughs> give me Drake, baby. <laughs> Listen, I'm not more- Kenyon Drake, and I don't know why. I've never really liked Kenyon Drake. And then he goes off, and he has like not even – I think it's like two and a half good games. Um, but that, that opportunity there is just too good. Nuke's going to – they're going to spread the targets around. Give me, give me the running back in Arizona. It's that. Listen, it's the air back in the system is what has you all excited. Mm-hmm. I, I guarantee that's that's what it is. Uh, you could have Chris Johnson right now playing in that system, and you'd be like, "Ooh, that's close." Right? <laughs> no, he he just. He, I don't know. Um, I own Drake a lot more than I own Hopkins because I own zero Hopkins. And you know what? I'm just going to say Hopkins because I, I think the touchdowns are going to come for him. He's going to be the red zone weapon. I, I think he has, you know, nine plus touchdowns. I think Drake is around there. I don't know. I don't like it, but at the end of the day, I made these lines, so I didn't really like them very much. So I'm going to go Hopkins there. And the last one, I think we may disagree. We may not. The public may disagree. We're going to go talking about Rams, Cooper Cup, or – Robert Woods, pick him. You don't even have to ask me. Anybody who's had a conversation about fantasy football with me this year knows I'm picking Bobby Woods to beat Cooper Cup this year. This is actually the only tandem I have uh, finishing as both wide receiver ones. The Rams, I think you said you had the Falcons earlier. This is the Rams for me. So I don't hate Woods, or excuse me, I don't hate Cup at all. It's just I am all in on Woods and him being a top six wide receiver this year all right i'm a big bobby trees fan but i'm gonna take cooper cup who i do believe led the nfl in touchdown receptions last year and galladay, galladay what was his second then? okay yep. he had 10 galladay had 11 i'm going cooper because I, I i think he outscores him in the touchdown department and people forget as good as cooper was he was still coming off a, a torn acl he didn't have to rehab all off season. So he actually got to work on routes as opposed to getting healthy. So to me, that's, I think they are very close. I think they very well could both finish in, you know, as wide receiver ones, you're not outlandish in saying that whatsoever. I actually like it quite a bit, but I'm going to go cup there because I think he (laughs) finished the wide receiver four, I believe last year in regular PR scoring and he wasn't healthy. And it yeah. showed down the stretch that he wasn't healthy. So that's why I'm going Cooper. But that is all the props that we have for you for the NFC. Robbie, did you enjoy my ridiculous words that I said? <laughs> I don't even know what to say. <laughs> yeah, your your props were good, man. I loved when we kind of mixed it up, had uh, kind of 1v1s. We had triple threat. We had handicap matches. All the goodness there. We hope you guys enjoyed it, and we would like to hear your guys' thoughts on some of these. Uh, tweet at us, FF underscore authority on Twitter. Let us know some of your thoughts uh, on some of these odds. Um, that's all we have for to, for this episode. We're going to do the AFC next, so stay tuned for that. And you guys can just let this ride out because we're actually going to start recording the next pod here in just a bit. So let this roll into autoplay. For Robbie Jeffries at NFL Robbie and Tom Corson at Dynasty Infidel, see ya.